everybody, to the American Laundry News Podcast. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. Since 1974, American Laundry News has been the newspaper of record for laundry and linen management. I've been with American Laundry News since 2015. For 25 years, I've been in print and online media, 18 as a trade publication editor. Now, if you read American Laundry News, the name Eric Frederick is probably familiar to you. For more than 30 years, Eric has been writing a column every month for the publication. He's worked in the industry for 44 years before retiring in 2017, and during his career he served in laundry management for several companies and served as the president of the Association for Linen Management. That's a lot of experience he's been sharing with readers. Now, after all these years of writing about the industry, we thought it'd be interesting to learn a little bit more about the man behind the column. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. After 44 years, how's retirement treating you? It's treating me well. I enjoy it. And uh, what I miss most is the association I had with the employees, the thrill of accomplishment, but uh, I found other things to do that keep me busy. Okay. So when I talk with people who are in the laundry industry, one question they always get is, how did you get into the laundry industry? Because it's not an industry that you trained for. So how did you, those years ago, how did you get started in laundry? Oh, I started temporarily at a job in Salt Lake City, Utah at the LDS Hospital. I had just graduated from college with a degree in recreational land management, was applying for jobs around the West, and needed to put food on the table. And they had an opening in the laundry, loading and unloading washing machines, and they said they would be happy to have me work there just as long as I wanted to. That's an interesting uh, degree that you got. How, how did you get involved with that in college? I was a very active Boy Scout, enjoyed um, nature, enjoyed teaching people about nature, and I thought that it would be a really good career to spend my time working in national parks and national forests, teaching people to respect what they came to see and enjoy what they came to see. Was there anything about in your young life that influenced or impacted how you worked in the laundry industry? It's interesting. I enjoy working with people, always have. And the laundry industry is a people-intensive industry. My dad was a research chemist. He worked for Abbott Laboratories in North Chicago, Illinois, when I grew up, major pharmaceutical company. But during World War II, one of his assignments when he worked for Salve Company in upstate New York, was to develop a practical dry bleach for the military. I've always blamed my dad that I fell in love with the laundry industry based on his research into uh, dry bleach. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So tell us a little bit about, over your career, where have you, what what companies have you worked for, and, um, you know, what were your positions there? All right, I started out with... Intermountain Healthcare in Salt Lake City back in, oh, by golly, 1972. And I started out there in the washroom, and within a week, I was the washroom supervisor, not because I was good, but because I needed somebody, and I had a college degree. And then within three months, I worked myself up to a production supervisor, and within a year, I was an assistant manager. And about that time, I decided that I enjoyed the industry and was going to stay. So I stayed there approximately four years, moved over to a brand new facility that HCA was opening uh, just north of Salt Lake City in Bountiful, Utah. And I ran the first central laundry that Hospital Corporation of America ever built. And from there, I moved to Methodist Hospitals of Memphis, 
And that was shortly after I, and that was a very large central. And while there, uh, I got involved in some side jobs as a consultant and eventually left Methodist Hospital and formed a company with a good friend uh, and acted as a consultant for uh, three years. Unfortunately, that really did not match what my wife wanted me to be doing because <laughs> I was on the road all the time. And with four children, she considered that job abandonment. <laughs> so I got back in management, went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and worked with Aurora Healthcare. Uh, from there, I got the opportunity to open a brand new central laundry in Madison, Alabama, northern Alabama. I guess I realized when I got that job that almost every job I had dealt with brand new laundries. And my last job move was from Alabama to Roanoke, Virginia. And once again, I was assisting and opening a brand new laundry and making it work. My specialty, I think, as I look back, was the ability to take a design that somebody had designed and, and get it to work out in an optimum manner. You mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, working with the people, you really enjoyed that part of it. How many people have you managed over the years, do you think? Oh, <laughs> A little too tough to count? It's uh, really tough to count. It's interesting. I've probably worked with people from uh, 40 different countries. Uh, I've always had a very diverse work crew. I never would have considered Roanoke an area of diverse labor, but I had uh, employees from 12 different countries in my laundry and about 14 different languages spoken. Now, what would you say was your management style when you, when you were in the industry? I prided myself on being able to do every job in the laundry. And normally when I took over a laundry, uh, I would work at least three or four days in every position just to make sure I understood the workflow and what was going on. Uh, I was very much, uh, I wouldn't say a hands-on leader, but I was very much wanting to understand what was going on, understand the employees, and always tried to keep the barrier, which is natural, between boss and employees as low as possible. Too often we say, I have an open-door policy. If you have any questions, come ask me. Well, that door to the office is just such a barrier, employees can't get through it. So I would always take time to either eat while the employees ate in the lunchroom or walk around. One of the things I did every morning was walk around and say good morning to every employee in the plant. And usually I, one or two of them would have questions while I did that, and I'd stop and answer their questions at that point in time. And I always, always would encourage them to ask questions, reassuring them that there are no dumb questions. If it's important to them, it's an important question. And uh, I always felt like maintaining a good working relationship with the staff was extremely important. One last question. Looking back over your career, how do you think the laundry industry impacted your life? It broadened my horizons. The ability to work with people from many different cultures, many different backgrounds, many different religions really broadened my perspective on the world, broadened my perspective on my own life, helped me solidify some of my beliefs, gave me the opportunity to uh, have a unique perspective uh, on the world that I don't think I would have had had I worked somewhere else. All right. Well, Eric, it's been great talking with you today. Thanks so much. Thank you. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, composed by Poddington Bear called Holding On, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. 
For American Laundry News, I'm Editor Matt Bo, reminding everybody to keep it clean. <laughs>